Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by America's Choice Windows, where you'll get 10 windows for just $36.80. Head into Houston proper. Hello, Barbara. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I am putting okay. tile over a brick fireplace. Okay. And I need to put a good grout, a grout that won't stain, that will stay, because it's a light color tile, that will stay the same color. I have a love-hate relationship with grout. <laughs> well, the problem with grouts are if you, when you say a love-hate, I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about the grouts that have been on the floor and, and it starts darkening as you get it dirty, correct? Well, that, I have that, and I have the grout behind my sink. I just redid my uh-huh. years ago, and the grout behind my sink has disintegrated, changed colors, and has gaps in it. Okay. See, that's not really the grout itself as much as it is the installation process. Uh, if it starts getting the holes like that. i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring, I'm at a floor and decor location, and Shelly... You want to come around over on this side? I'm gonna let you put the headset on, and uh, we'll, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this here real quick. Uh, Shelly, what I got is Barbara is is tiling around her fireplace over the brick. She wants a grout that's not gonna stain real bad and stuff, because she's had issues in the past, you know, where grout stain and on her backsplash she's had where spots uh, kind of crumbled out where there was hollow spots behind it. And I told her that's not really the grout as much as it was the installation. Correct. Uh, but around a fireplace, we got two items with, that we're dealing with. One is, a big one is the heat. Correct. And in some cases, we shouldn't have it, but in some cases we have smoke that comes out. But do they make a special grout for doing around the fireplaces when you do tile? Well, more what I want to know is what kind of material we're using. Okay. Uh, what kind, what are we applying tile. to? The porcelain. Okay. That's helpful. Porcelain what right. And you have not installed it yet, correctly? No. Correct. I mean, you haven't installed it. Okay. There is you're in luck because Mape makes an an actual grout that already has a sealer in it. So there could be no it doesn't it doesn't accept any stain. So it's dependent on what color you want. I mean, it's all, it comes in all different colors, but we have a, a large selection of that that's already already sealed. She wants a light color. Right. So um, what color porcelain do you have? It's, uh, they're light colored. Some, uh, it's called icicle. Um, so if icicle? I bring my okay. in, though, with me to the floor and decor, someone there should be able to help me, right? Yes, ma'am. It's called ultra color. So, and ultra it's the... Color. Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And it has, it, like I said, once, the, the only thing about it is you have to remember when you're using it, it dries quickly. So you have okay. to clean up as you go. Ah. Okay. So that's the secret to this grout is it seals quickly. So once it, I mean, when it dries quickly. So once it's dried, it's sealed. You don't have to ever seal it again. Hmm. Okay. And okay. therefore, nothing will stick to it. Okay. And then so hopefully that's helpful. What would you recommend to re- to redo the grout 
along the baseline of the um, backsplash and the counter, that where it's where it's cracked and, and where it's separated and separated, we discolored. We actually have, um, depending on what color it is, maybe we can match the, we have an existing color caulking that you could uh, put in that crack. Uh, are, are you talking, Barbara, are you talking where the backsplash meets the countertop? Yes. That's what yeah. I understand, yes. Yeah. We have, there is color caulking that, and it's, um, you can also, but that you do have to seal because you've already installed it. That okay. grout is already there. Without ripping it out and starting over. But we do have, absolutely, we have the sealer, yes. Okay. And, is and that's, that's easy, easy for you to for do. Yeah. To do? Okay. It's okay. a matter of Great. wiping it on. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. And, oh, don't you be taking oh. the headset <laughs> off yet. I didn't get to introduce you yet. <laughs> This oh, that was a trick. <laughs> that was such a trick. <laughs> well, you happen to be here, and uh, this is Shelly, and uh, Shelly's uh, the, the pro here up at the uh, Plano location, and uh, Shelly and I have known each other for years now. Years now, yeah. 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 Uh, so I appreciate you well, happened to walk by at the, at the right time. <laughs> yeah, but, that was a dirty, uh, rotten trick. <laughs> but Florida Corps, you guys actually, since, since I got you here, you guys mm -hmm. carry a lot of different things it's not just tiled you've got wood floors you've got laminate floors you've got uh water type laminate floors i mean we've got definitely the off the aqua guard we've got new um the new core uh, line has a lot of new colors so and a lot of the selection to choose from we have that we've got and that's the vinyl product and it has the cork on the bottom so it's a really good product um, it, it's it, also do they have a little is it a little softer to walk on it is because of the cork on yeah. the back absolutely yeah okay and and when somebody comes into florida core there are people there to help them and you know i talked about this with you in in the in the uh, dallas show when we were here but I, I don't talk about that enough. You guys have the pros on site to help people choose the right colors. And, and like with Barbara. We educate you. Abs yeah, yes, to, we educate you. To get the you. right uh, mixes of stuff. It's helpful when um, a homeowner walks in and they have color palette selected, then we can help them pick what goes with it for sure. Yeah. And if they don't and they're thinking about it, we can help them pick it. So okay. it makes it nice. Very good. Well, Shelly, I appreciate you. And thank again, you. thank you for letting us use your location here today. And I'm excited you're here. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you. And this question actually came in yesterday, and I found it kind of interesting because I'm really surprised I don't get asked this more often. Cut-off age of a house in the woodlands that I will not have to consider replacing the windows and adding more insulation in the attic for lower utility bills. I'm retired and want to buy a home in the woodlands or surrounding area. I w I'm wanting a single story with eh, about 20 plus or minus 2,200 square foot. I'm wondering if there is a cutoff age that I should consider when it comes to the energy efficiency of a pre-existing house. I like the interior designs of houses that were built in the past 10 years. I prefer the open kitchen living space design. I have looked at new construction and they all claim the windows are low E, S-E-E-R ratings greater than 14, and many have return air ducts in all the larger rooms, including the master bedroom. I noticed that 
Only one large-scale builder in the area is using spray foam insulation in the attic space. I really like this design since all the other builders are using bad insulation in the walls and ceilings. I am wondering about spray foam viability here in Houston. My friend recently bought a new home between Waco and Fort Worth that has spray foam insulation. The house size is 2650 square foot and he said they keep the house cool and their highest electric bill is about $150. I really like the fact that the attic space stays at a comfortable temperature thus reducing the deterioration of equipment and ducting installed in the attic. I do understand that a poorly applied foam is really difficult to remediate. I plan to live in the house for at least 15 years. I have two questions. If I consider buying an older home, say 2008 built, do I need to consider replacing windows, adding attic insulation and other things in order to reduce the electric bills? And two, should I consider a new build with spray foam insulation, realizing there is only one builder utilizing this technology? Wow, that's a mouthful. Well, first of all, the reason you probably only find one builder is because it's not a good program for the Houston area. It's really not even good for Texas. The The problem with spray foam, when you seal the entire envelope that way, is it can tend to sweat inside the house. Does it insulate better? Absolutely. But fiberglass insulation versus foam insulation, if you go to a, an R39, for example, R39 is R39, whether it's fiberglass or foam insulation. So don't get caught up on which one is going to insulate better. It's all in the R value. What I recommend to people all the time is use the foam in the walls and fiberglass in the attic. The foam not only gives you a higher R value inch per inch, that's the reason I want to use it in the walls, but it seals the air from coming in around plugs and light switches and things like that. By using the fiberglass in the attic, the house can still breathe so you don't get the sick home syndrome where it starts to sweat inside because you are totally dependent on the air conditioning system for bringing fresh air into the home when you insulate the entire home with foam insulation. Now, as far as uh, you know, getting one that's energy efficient and such, the newer the home, the more energy efficient it's going to be. But your your specific question is regarding windows and such. New construction windows are typically not as efficient as replacement windows. Am I telling you to go out and replace your windows? No. I'm just pointing out the fact that if you get a new construction home, typically the gap between the window panes, the glass panes, is only like a quarter inch. When you go with replacement windows, like America's Choice windows, for example, they put a 7 8 inch gap between their glass panes. The wider the gap, the more energy efficient it is. So somewhere down the road, you may want to change the windows. Don't do it now. I would wait for down the road, like I said. The secondary thing, though, that that wider gap does is it also helps with sound deadening from outside. So it does serve two purposes. Uh, as far as that $150 electric bill, I have a 3,000-square-foot house. I have radiant barriers in it, and about a third of my house has no insulation at all. The rest of it in the attic has about 3-4 inches 
and my electric bill is less than $200 typically. And I definitely keep my house cool. My thermostat in the summer months is normally set at 72, 73 degrees. I keep it very comfortable because I work seven days a week. I work outside a lot. And if I'm going to sit in my house, by gosh, I'm going to be comfortable. So can you make your house energy efficient regardless of the age? You bet. So would I tell you to go buy a brand new house versus buying an older home? No, buy the house that you're comfortable with. And honestly, the difference between a house built 10 years ago and a house built today really won't be that big a difference. So you buy what you find is cost effective for you and what you like the looks of. This one came in uh, day before yesterday. It's time to repaint my house. What do you think of the new spray cool wall new technology coverings? Are the energy savings greater than the extra cost over a good quality regular paint? I've got a two-story brick home, but the south-facing second story is siding and windows. Okay. In certain cases, I will tell somebody to use a product like this but first of all let me tell you they are not new they have been around for decades already uh, there's a product called cool coat and cool coat is a ceramic bead that you can mix into any color paint that does the same stuff that the new spray cool wall does basically what it does is it turns it into a reflective barrier so that heat doesn't just randomly pass through it. Uh, the ceramic beads are what does it with the cool coat. The new spray technology, and, and uh, there's other companies out there as well, is a sealer-type coating that's put onto the house. In other words, the, it's not rigid like paint. It has some elasticity to it, a little bit of give. Uh, does it last longer than paint? Absolutely. But if you are counting on the energy efficiency of these products to save you enough money to justify the cost of it, you're barking up the wrong tree. If you are looking at it as a way to not have to paint anytime soon, okay, now you're headed down the right course. The benefits of the energy efficiency is should be your secondary thing. Typically, when you paint a house with regular paints, you're going to get anywhere from 5 to 10 years out of the paint, and then it has to be redone. When you use these the products like New Spray, Cool Wall, and, and all that, they give you a lifetime warranty on it. But truthfully, you're going to get somewhere in the 20 to 25-year range out of that paint job, and it will have to be redone. Now, what they count on and is you're selling the house before you hit that 20 25 year range because most homes sell every seven years and so that's typically what uh, these kind of companies are banking on so if you're going to keep your house and you want to apply one of these coatings absolutely go ahead i have zero problem with them they do help and they do last much much longer is it going to last forever no it will eventually have to be redone and as long as the company is still in business you can get it redone but don't buy it based on energy savings because I can guarantee you, you're not going to save enough on the energy savings to justify the cost of these uh, high-end paints like that. Mike, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. 
Hey, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, I'm living in an older uh, one-story house, and why in the world they put the dryer duct coming up straight through the roof, I'll never know. It makes more sense to come to the side of the house. But anyway, my question is, how often do I need to hire somebody to come over and stick something down to the top of the roof to clean out that uh, dryer vent that's going straight up to the roof? I think I had it done last year. I think it's been a year. How often should I have that done? It depends on how often you're running the dryer. I mean, oh, some, pe- some people oh. do 10 loads a week. Some people only do two. Oh, man. We got that dryer going every day. If it's going every day, then you're probably one of those people who need to get it done every year or two. Every year or two. Yeah. You know, more fires are caused in the house by dryer vents than anything else. Yeah, that's what I'm told. Well, let me ask you this uh, question, Jim. Is there is there a device, rather than me hiring somebody to come out and to do that, is there a device that maybe at the big box stores where I can get up on the roof myself and, and stick something down there to clean that out? Or what is your suggestion on that? There there actually is, and I was going to head down that road with you because, you know, if having to clean it out that often and going up through the roof, it's going to be a rigid pipe. It's not going to be the flex stuff. So you can actually pull the dryer out, hook up a shop vac down there, and if you go to the box stores, they have uh, little brushes that have handles that you can hook to your drill with extensions to drop all the way down through the pipe and it'll clean it out you're using the shop back to suck everything out and you're good to go again so uh, i'm sorry i didn't hear you so I, I can go uh through the top of the house they have a device i can do that and then suck that out to the bottom what you're saying correct yeah just hook oh, your okay. shop sh- hook your shop back up to the bottom okay and just go from the top down with a brush that you can get at your box store that has extensions on it, that, and you hook it to your drill, and you just keep adding extensions as you're going down. All right. Very cool. Listen, I appreciate it. You bet. You take care, Mike. Thank you, sir. David, how can I help you? Yeah, hey. Um, thanks for taking the call. I've got a quick question about foundation. Um, I've been in a house a little over four years. It's got a five-year foundation warranty on it. We've got a lot of settling around our, our, our area and the uh, you know cracks and stuff showing up and doors not closing right. I guess what we're looking for is should we spend the $250 it would take to get the guy to come in and take a look at it for as part of the warranty, or should we just go ahead and go with a third party and have them just come in and do it? Because you kind of feel like the guy who's doing the warranty might just say, uh, well, you know, it's just that, that that's just normal movement, and uh, you know we we don't cover that. Yeah. Now, when you say the two fifty and and uh, the, their warranty and everything, is that from the builder or is that from a, a contractor that did foundation repair work already? Uh, no, that's from the builder. Okay. And the reason I'm asking that, most foundations have a ten year warranty in Texas. Uh, and, and that's that's kind of something that started many many years ago. Uh, some contractors will try to uh, shorten it by having you sign contracts that it's only five year and stuff. But just FYI, every time I've ever seen that done, they lose if it ever goes into a courtroom. Uh, that so ten years is pretty much the standard. 
as far as what you should do to to get it make a decision one since you're questioning it i would give someone else a call first get it looked at whether you want to call an engineer to look at it or you want to call a foundation repair contractor and just fyi i am a foundation repair contractor i own due west foundation repair more than happy to have you call our office at two, uh 972-406-0912 or like i said you can call an engineer you will pay for an engineer report but then you have something truly that can be held up against you know whether you have a problem or not right truthfully i would start with the free inspection if it was me uh then okay. if you do have movement you can then call and have them come out and do their inspections and now everything is documented and on record so you can move forward because usually when it's a builder related thing like this it doesn't happen quickly uh, we're right. usually talking six six to 12 months before they get finished doing all their looking and going back and forth. And then they want to try stuff like uh, moisture barriers and all this stuff to try to delay it to get it past their warranty period. Uh -huh. and, and most of the time, you know, I, I believe in drainage systems, root barriers, irrigation, all of those are great preventative maintenance. Uh, I hate the moisture barriers and the reason i do they they sh supposedly shield the moisture from coming in under the house but what they fail to take into account is a lot of homes sooner or later will get some type of leak under the home in either a water line or a sewer line and now you're trapping the moisture under the house causing a different problem so i'm not a huge fan of moisture barriers themselves but all the other preventative is is wonderful Excellent. 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 So well, I would I, I would start with the free inspection and then go from there. Fantastic. Thank you for your advice. I appreciate that. You bet, David. Good luck with that. Thank you. Take care. Bye. And, and again, that for everybody, normal is a 10-year warranty on foundation. Some, some builders tr do try to shorten it up, but I've always, when they've gone into court, they've I've always seen them lose. Not to say they couldn't win if it was, I guess, worded properly, but it's shaky when they try to shorten it up. This question came in a couple days ago. They're, they're asking about artisan lap siding. How would I know if it's James Hardy siding? Is the warranty honored if it's placed by a contractor not authorized by James Hardy? Are the boards supposed to be nailed outside the nail line? Okay. Got multiple questions going there, but here's the deal. You do not have to be an authorized installer to install James Hardy siding. What that authorized dealer tells you, though, is they've been properly trained and been doing it for a while, so you can trust it's being installed properly. Because if the boards are nailed outside the nail line and you have an issue, no, James Hardy does not have to honor any type of warranty because the product wasn't installed properly. And that's why it's critical when you hire contractors to do things. Don't go with the dirt cheapest person you can find. Verify that they know what they're doing and can handle the job before you have it done. That's more important than getting the cheapest guy out there because a lot of times there's a reason he's the dirt cheapest. But 
back on the, the James Hardy thing, you yourself as a homeowner can install James Hardy siding as long as you follow the proper procedures with the installation, the warranty will be honored. Now, if something happens to the siding because the war because the installation wasn't properly followed, yes, you're you're you have to eat that cost yourself and that becomes your baby. But uh, you know, as long as someone's careful and follows the right order, you'll be just fine. How long do you have to file a hail damage claim with your insurance company? If may, it may have been a little over a year since the hailstorm. Should I have a roofing company give me an estimate before contacting the insurance company in case the damage isn't bad enough for replacement? Rule of thumb is you got one year to file with your insurance company. Uh, once you have filed a claim, you can get extensions to extend the repair time, but you normally only have one year with most insurance companies to file. And the reason I'm saying most Every now and then there's one that will give you two years, but in general, typically 12 months is it. So if you have it, if you have suspicions that you have a claim and you haven't filed yet, I would open up the claim now. Then, yes, I would get uh, like uh, Arrington Roofing out to take a look and uh, tell you if you actually do have a problem. But right now, given the information you just gave me, Hours and days are counting, so you need to go ahead and file the claim first. If you want to call Arrington Roofing, because they can give you a lot more detail on this, 214-698-8443. That's 214-698-8443 for Arrington Roofing. And like I said, typically, yeah, one year to file a claim, and then you have a year to get the work done. And you can get the work extended. I'm not sure about getting the claim extended. So you'll want to start checking on that right away. Well, I wanted to jump on real quick with Kurt Chase, host of the Automotive Edge. You just wrapped your show up at uh, 11 o'clock, and you're out there having fun. I just came out of the car show. Tell us a little bit about the car show and the Adopt-A-Teacher program. You know, this is an exciting day. Um, we need to move this weather to every event with Connor Car Show. We just get this I, was, I was just requesting We that. almost destroyed your equipment a couple <laughs> weeks ago. But, you know, it's uh, really nice. This year is our first year. And when we reached out to the sponsors and told them it was about teachers, uh, the money just started pouring in, not realizing the situation the teachers have on a daily basis, just trying to make their classroom work. So for every car that showed up today, we have several sponsors putting up $125 per car, and then I just had one of my other sponsors call and said they'd match the money. Oh, wow. So uh, this summer we'll be able to take care of every teacher that registered that teaches summer school, put together the food goodie bags for the kids that are going to be going home on Friday, and uh, then the additional funds will carry over to next year because we have over 1,000 teachers in our system that need help every year in and out all the time. So at this car show, you've got a couple of awards that – People can just come and vote on their favorite car, correct? You bet. Yeah, we have the uh, People's Choice, Fan Favorite, Most Original. So uh, come by, grab a slip, and walk around, and uh, you will meet uh, a nicer group of people. I mean, just to take time and sit out by your car and smile and shake hands. Uh, oh, we got a great crowd. I was out there talking with one of the guys, and I don't remember which car it was, but, uh, you know, getting somebody to work on the carburetors and adjust things properly can be somewhat tedious at oh, times. Oh, sure. 
That guy had three carburetors on his engine. I said, oh, my gosh, I just don't even <laughs> want to deal with that nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's an art. Uh, when you go to these shops now, a lot of these shops turn that business away. Yeah. Because they, they, they're not able to work on them. Well, the mechanics are too young. They don't remember when all we had was carburetors. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I told him, I said, you know, one of my favorite cars out there that brought back the most memories was the Volkswagen. Because that could break down and with a pair of pliers and, and a couple of screwdrivers. It was up and running in no time. It was like the easiest car if your buddy broke down to get it up and running again. Well, I, I'll tell you, last night when I uh, was getting ready to head over here, I thought about throwing a bag in the back of the truck to bring it out with all the tools needed to keep an old truck running. <laughs> A roll sure. of baling wire, a pair of pliers, yeah. and a roll of duct tape. A roll of duct tape. We're ready to go. Yeah, you're good to go. You know, it's it's amazing. Uh, when I was younger, uh, five brothers, the, the things that one knew that the other one didn't to make a car keep running. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great day. Uh, we've got, uh, I think, uh, 52 cars out there. And we got the motorcycles out there. And it's just a great time to come out and uh, meet people and uh, support the teachers and see what this is all about because we know that next year, based on all the movement and all the car shows, how much bigger and better it's going to be. So uh, we appreciate all the hard work Brian's done and, and having the Automotive Edge out here as a partnership. Oh, Kurt, we, we love having you. And i got to tell you a quick story on myself because my brother throws this up to me all the time. And you were joking around out there earlier about brothers and stuff. So my first car, and don't laugh, was a 73 Ford Pinto hatchback. I told you not to Chick laugh. magnet right there. <laughs> no, that, that was it, dude. Fire engine red. It was, yeah. it was ready. No, I, I bought the car to get to get rid of it. So I buy this car, and it wasn't running exactly right. I had to put an alternator on it and things like that. Well, I'll open up the hood to, to start working on stuff. And I, and I knew it wasn't running right. My brother says, you got to adjust the carburetor. So I look at the engine. <laughs> what's a carburetor <laughs> and he still gives me a hard time about that but better than that was when i changed the alternator myself because you know i'm 16 years old there's no hiring a mechanic to do no this doubt stuff. i wired the alternator backwards so Beautiful. it was drain it would still start <laughs> run and drain the battery all at all the same, same time <laughs> Well, you know, I, I remember back in the days when I first got in the car business and uh, the new Ford Ranger had come out, and I'll never forget it. We had a young guy there, and he said uh, he had a guy, an engineer from Dar Equipment coming down to look at the truck. And my first uh, experience really spoofing these young kids because they didn't want to say, well, just tell them. And I pointed at the fuel filter. I said, tell them this is the all-new Ford Fuffer valve, and it reduces all the humidity <laughs> and condensation so your corrosion warranty works. He was so proud of himself, and I'm going – how do these young people not know what these cars are about? Yeah. And sure enough, he stood tall and smiling and went, look at the all-new Ford Fuffer valve. And the guy goes, what? <laughs> so, uh, so it's good to go out and spoof them. What was your absolute first car that you – first vehicle? I'm going to say vehicle. What was the first vehicle you ever bought? A 1978 Olds Delta 88 Royale Brome, silver with crushed velour interior. And we called it the Disco Limo. We could pack about eight of my buddies in there and all head out to the discotheque. Love that car. My absolute first vehicle I ever bought was a school bus. No way. I bought a 1960 <laughs> school bus. Only I was, Jim Dutton. I was 15 years old, didn't even have a driver's license, got my uncle to drive it. There was a church we were doing a job behind, and the uh, pastor said they were looking to sell that school bus. Now, we're going back a few years. They only wanted $300 for wow. the school bus. Did you drive it? 
Oh, no. no. I bought it. I had him drive it down to the shop. I started cleaning the seats, and another guy comes up, and he says, hey, you want to sell that school bus? I said, sure, $1,000. <laughs> Did he <Gone>. sell it? <laughs> no, I never even got to finish washing it. I could have used Jim on a few of my car lots selling a few cars for me. Well, guys, thanks for having us out. Like I said, this is a, a real blessing for the teachers because that's what it's all about. It 100%. I know you guys have spent a lot of money. We've spent a, uh, a little bit of money to make sure that 100% is all taken care of and we can put it in the teacher's classroom. So thanks for having us out. Absolutely. Bye. Our pleasure. Thanks. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com. 